thing at at 9 a.m. Breakfast with the broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. So listen, I, I don't really need to introduce this person because you all pretty much know him if you've been watching video. But I will because by way of Hanover, Pennsylvania, yes, Hanover, Pennsylvania, he is the owner and co-founder of Small Town Agents and Real Estate TV. He's a dad, boyfriend, realtor, speaker, video creator, and jokester. They say he's not essential, but boy, is he essential to this business. Colin J.J. Cameron. What's up, brother? That was that was hey, quite the intro. On? Thank you, man. I'm, so, uh, I, I got to do my stick because Breakfast with the Broker typically has a secret handshake. And it's a little difficult to, to do secret handshakes through virtually. You know, we can do this and that and whatever, you know. <laughs> we, we can't handshake anyway, man. So we got to yeah. figure this out. Right? And you know what? We may not. We may never handshake again. <laughs> and probably not for 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> Until they give me a shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how is how is Florida? It's it's 45 degrees here. How is Florida? It's about 88. 88 degrees and sunny. Uh, I'm not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> That's slightly different. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, you always want what you don't have. So, you know, I would love to have that 45 degrees right now, just for a couple days, and then and then you can have it back. I'll totally swap with you, but I will keep my outfit. You can keep yours. <laughs> so, uh, you know, listen, uh, really, I mean, we've been following you for a while now, and I, I just think you do amazing things. I mean, you and Jim and and uh, Nicole, you know, they're all, you know, part of your team. And, and, and um, you know, you founded this together, the small town agents. And I love the theme. I love everything about it, where you're you're putting together just amazing content that's uh, embracing your personality. Tell us a little bit about how you got into it. Um, and, uh, how long it took you to really, you know, get good at this stuff. <laughs> sure, man. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for being so kind. Uh, good morning, Michael. Uh, <laughs> video. I've probably been doing video for well over three years. My very first video was exactly like this. It was a webcam. I probably said something 10 times over again until I had the right cut. And then I got some light editing and I put it out. And it was something really early, like insurance quotes and how they affect your home. And it was super boring and it wasn't funny. And I was wearing a blazer and looking right at a webcam. Oh, hold on, wait, um, let me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I got a little bit of traction from that. And I was like, wow, maybe, maybe there's something to video. And I'm in South Central Pennsylvania, which is um, a little behind technology and new curves. And boy, oh boy, did I get some pushback for doing a video of all things in uh, South Central Pennsylvania. So my next like real, real video after that was, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. And I created an entire video where Tinder had just like come out and was really popular. So I created a video called Dating a House. And so Jim, my partner, and one of our friends were a couple. And then they walk up to the front door and I have a name tag on and it's the address of the house. And so then the couple does things with me like they're trying out the house. And they swiped and they stopped on me, right? Um, and then... It really spiraled from there, man. Um, I, I got a lot of attraction from that, and I got put in some magazines and crap, and I've never turned back from video. I've just pushed forward. I tell you, um, really awesome. I mean, probably one of my favorite uh, videos that you do um, did was the, the sweet house with the candy. You know, oh. uh, <laughs> I love that thing because it's, it's just goofy, and it's, um, it's just so awesome. It works. It's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Well, thank you, man. And that's that's just an example of leaning into who you are, right? Like, 
I am a dad with a six-year-old, and me making dad puns and jokes about candy, it's, that's my natural state. Um, so don't, you know, agents are always afraid to be themselves and lean into their personality because they're afraid they're going to push people away. At the end of the day, guys, you know, you're going to attract more business by putting yourself out there and actually having a personality versus being bland and generic. You will push a couple of people away, but that's called self-filtering, right? You're yeah. probably not going to get along with those people to begin with. And the people you're going to be attracting from what you do, you're going to have a much smoother transaction. Agreed. And listen, if you're bland and generic, you know what? You will attract those bland and generic people. So, you know, that's fine, too. If you don't think, you know, if your personality tends to be somewhat reserved or conservative or what have you, you're going to attract those people, too. And that's fine as well. You know, you don't have to be someone that you're not. And and we will all encourage. I'm sure you do as well. You know, that, you know, be who you are. And, and, and like you said, be, you know, put yourself out there. Yeah, don't. And here's the other thing, too, like run your own race, especially when it comes to video, right? Like, so we're always talking about keep your eyes ahead on the prize, yada, yada, yada. Don't look left, don't look right. In this business, that's important. It's also important with videos too, because I will tell you, I am not a flashy video guy, not at all. Um, all I do is I come up with base concepts that actually have a message and I create good content versus focusing on the look. People get hung up on equipment. They get hung up on using their phone or looking right or doing all that, but you're not gonna get better and you're not gonna get the good ideas until you actually implement. And you have to suck for a little bit. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, listen, uh, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, we've, it, it takes a while and, and we're continually learning. You know, we, we've been doing video for a little while too. And, and you know, uh, I look back at, you know, my first couple interviews and they're they just, you know, got awful. But you know what? You have to start. It's just like getting into real estate. The first time you review a contract with a, a buyer or a seller, you know, you're you're lost. Like, you know, like you're like, uh, let me get back to you on that. what's a deposit again? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's just like anything, man. It's gonna be better with practice. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Listen, uh, you know, your small town agents, you know, we talked about the videos and stuff. You know, how long does it really take to edit your videos and, and what do you use to edit? Sure. Uh, like I told you, I'm very middle of the road with my quality of content. Like I don't, you know, I don't argue that at all. There's some amazing people like Joey just commented that have really crispy, yeah. good looking videos. Um, but for me, uh, depending on how excited I am on the concepts, it could be like two hours to shoot and edit something or it could be four. Uh, it just depends on the length and how great I think it is, because when you're super excited about something, you can edit it and just be done real quick. Um, right. But in general, I'd probably say three hours is par. But this is it, right? You ready? Everybody's different. Everybody has to realize what their money-making activities are. For me, one of my money-making activities is producing content. It is. I do have help if I need it or somebody can edit it for me if I'm bogged down on time. But that is my cold calling. That is my kind of stuff. That is how I introduce myself to people. Um, so if your thing is mailers, then, you know, my thing is video. That's how you have to view it is what is your money-making lead generation activity. And if you can justify that in your head, you're good. And at a certain point too, you shouldn't be editing at all if you're just crushing it, so. No, and, and you know, we talked a little bit off um, camera and or off uh, uh, live, I guess. Um, and you said, you know, you could attribute about 60 transactions to video slash social media uh, within the last 12 months. A hundred percent. My my whole game where I am, I'm in a very small town area, you guys. So my general service market that I cover specifically is probably maybe a quarter million people at most. Um, so I've gone for just general 
branding and staying in people's mindset. Um, it's a little easier for me to gain traction because I'm one of a few that do something like this versus where you guys are in South Florida. I'm sure there's millions of people doing video there. But I've been able to gain that kind of mayoral status with doing what it is. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And um, you you also translate these to a podcast or you uh, do you transcribe them to a podcast or do you just do a, a podcast separate from video? Sure. So outside of just what I do with small town agents and actually selling real estate, uh, my friend Tim Macy and I, we have a group called RETV. And then we also have the RETV podcast where we take some members and we interview them and try to provide some value. Later today, we're actually interviewing Tom Ferry. Oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, every, you know, anybody in the real estate business, um, you know, knows who Tom Ferry is. Um, is either listened to uh, some of his videos or seen him personally. Um, and, you know, he's an amazing coach in, in our industry. So um, that's great. Look forward to uh, hearing. When, uh, where can we find that for it? We'll actually be going live at 530 Eastern. And you can find that in RETV or the RETV network. So Awesome. Thanks great. for that plug, man. You're welcome, <laughs> man. No, listen I, listen, I think, you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, the, the whole reason why we even brought up breakfast with the broker, we did it about uh, two years ago uh, when we, our first episode. And, and the reason why we did it was to perpetuate professionalism in the industry and collaborate with guys like you around the country, you know, people that um, really just give back to the real estate community and it helps consumers. When consumers see your real estate videos, yeah, they find it funny and engaging and stuff like that, but they also find it, you know, useful, valuable, mm -hmm. You know, you're 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 marketing a property because what's the objective? Your objective is to sell that property at the highest dollar in the least amount of time. And the way to do that is to get more exposure and the way to get more exposure is more engagement. So, you know, when you're looking at it, you really um, you really hit the, you know, all the check boxes. And, and uh, you know, we um, you know, we I love those. Uh, I love those videos. You know, I can't mimic you, though, because I'm not you know, I'm corny like my daughters say my, I'm corny. I come up with corny jokes, but you know, you're a little bit more wittier than I. <laughs> Thank you. But <laughs> you, sh you should always be yeah. your man. Like don't, don't try to imitate somebody else. Don't try Whoa. to be somebody else. Be exactly who you are. And you know what you're saying about video is it's dual purpose. You know, it's there to get the seller exposure. It's there, especially now more than ever to have virtual tours, those kind of things. But it's also selling yourself, right? It's showing, Hey, this is what I can do. That video you create for a listing or for a seller or whatever it is, that's your audition in somebody's phone. Literally, somebody has you in front of them auditioning. And that's what you need to remember when you do those things. You may not sell that exact property from that video, but who knows what you're going to get on the backside. And that consistency is going to breed. You know, It's going to breed itself. And my God, if you're not doing video for six months and you look up and you say, I haven't got anything yet, well, you need to go for about six months before you start to see something. And by that, I mean just a video a week, you know, just, just plugging away. And then all of a sudden you'll have a body of work. And then all of a sudden you'll have something that you can point to. And then all of a sudden you'll be able to say in a listing appointment, hey, check out this great video I did. This was a really neat concept that I had. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of what this is, is when somebody wants to interview you, send ahead your videos. Allow them to get to know you, right? Because the you know, previous to what's going on with COVID, I could sit down at a listing appointment and be like, you're just like you were in your videos. And that's, that's the freaking point, right? The point is, is I want people to know who's exactly walking into their kitchen. And that's made certainly listing appointments far easier. 
my level of trust with people is way up here because I've, I, I've shown them a peek behind the curtain, right? We as professionals are afraid to do that to the end of the earth to say, hey, I have a six-year-old. This is my fiance, Nicole. I want to show you my life, right? When you allow people to connect with you, you're going to freaking win every time because that is the thing that our peers are afraid to do is actually build a real human connection. And isn't that scary? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Let's get in the real estate business and let's not like people. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, and, and it really is the biggest compliment because when you go into a listing appointment and they say, listen, I feel like I already know you, you know, you, you know that your videos are working. So when you come up with your content, right? Are you outlining your content? Are you, um, what are you doing to really come up with, you know, cause I see some of the, the stuff that you're doing, you know, is very, uh, you know, it, it comes out as polished, right? Um, you know, even though it's genuine and sincere, it comes out as like, you know, natural, I guess uh, it's probably a better word. Um, what are you doing to set up the scene and set up the video? Sure. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's my video board right there. Those are all ideas. And you can okay. see that it goes all the way up. It's much taller. Um, I generally am this shower guy. I have those ideas in the shower and I'm like, oh, got to write that down. So I run upstairs. I write it on the board. Um, and from there, I kind of wait for the right house to come up or the right moment. And I'll just be passing by the board and I'll see it. I let things develop on their own. I don't necessarily go hammer it out right, right away. I like for it to be organic. Uh, the most planning I ever do might be bullet um <laughs> there's there's no script there is no real pattern to it that's just how my brain works that's not going to work for everybody um so what i like you know what i try to shoot for when i create my content is the authenticity of the moment right um because i'm a firm believer that even if my product is 80 percent, it's still 100 percent better than everything else that everybody's not putting out uh, and the small little authentic moments are actually what make content transcend it's those little mistakes that you make it's so stuttering it's those kind of things that's what makes people actually gravitate towards you because like we talked about a second ago it's the peek behind the curtain you're human you're not perfect you're not that you're not that power stance on the park bench that people walk by you're actually a person that you know can trip over their own words and smile at the end of the day that doesn't make you unprofessional it, it makes you a, a fucking human yeah. And I, I think I think that's I think that's really where we get lost in our industry is being so worried about the look when we're not just so worried about what are we presenting ourselves to be. Yeah, just just get out and do it. You know, yeah. um, you know, don't worry about like you said the uh, equipment and and you know how you look or how whatever. You know, just just do it and and, and be consistent with it. Yeah, I mean we we have no qualms about passing out a million business cards. We have no qualms about putting people on an email list. We have no qualms about being on a billboard, but we're afraid of video. Like we're, we're afraid to say who we are and actually give a voice to what we are. The reality is, is when they call that phone number, they're going to hear you anyway. The reality is, is when you show up to that appointment, they're going to see that I've got a good 40 pounds I could lop off. If you don't have confidence in yourself, how are they going to have confidence in you in the transaction? Sure. Agreed. So, um, Getting into just some equipment, I know you, you said you have, you know, somewhat what you would consider average equipment, which mm -hmm. most people would consider, whoa, that's crazy equipment. Uh, so it depends. But um, your perspective, what what kind of equipment are you using out in the field? Like, are you using your phone? Are you using um, a camera? Um, you know, are you using mics? You know, those kind of things. 
because people are trying to get into the video or or maybe they want to up their game, you know, now, um, you know, uh, what advice would you give them as well? Sure. Uh, so what I'm using in the field is pretty basic. It's probably like a thousand bucks ready to get the package. It's a Canon M50. Um, I do have a couple of different lenses that I can swap in and out depending on the coloring and stuff that I want to do. Um, and then for my mic, I just have a direct mic. It's a it's a road mic with a, a dead cat on it. A dead cat is the little wind filter. The wind filter, definitely buy a dead cat. That's important. And then a tripod. The tripod is my most trusty friend in all of these scenarios. And I think it's the one that most agents forget about is they're like, who's holding the camera to shoot for you? Well, no, I'm just flipping out my camera and I'm looking at myself while I'm doing it. I'm directing, editing, and doing all that stuff myself. The tripod's great because what we're afraid of the most is looking stupid in front of other people. So when you have a tripod, you're really just talking between you and the camera and it makes it a lot easier. Um, a lot of times too, my videos will be what I call trunk videos where I literally just pull up my car, open my trunk, step outside my trunk, face the camera at the house and I just start talking. And that's exactly what I did for the candy video it was my partner, Jim and I would just pass the candy, ba candy back and forth. And there was a tripod right there. Um, none of that is scripted. You know, a lot of those house videos where I'm standing outside talking in front of it, I have one core of an idea. Like for Valentine's day, I brought conversation hearts. That's what I did for that video. And we figured out what to do. Same thing for that sweet video. I knew I wanted to give away a bunch of candy. So we figured out how to give away a bunch of candy. All you have to have is a nugget of an idea and just overkill it and overdo it. Just be repetitive with what the concept is. Um, and then, you know, don't, don't be afraid to bridge your videos, right? So one of my favorite things to do is when I have a brand new roof on a house, The Goonies is one of my favorite movies of all times. Love Goonies. And, yeah, absolutely, right? And he loves baby roofs, right? And he screams it to the top of his lungs. So every time I have a house with a brand new roof, I go, and it's got a baby roof, right? <laughs> and I've probably done that in 10 videos. So people are just waiting for it to happen because if you're doing video correctly, you're creating an arch where people want to stop and actually look at your content. So don't be, away, don't be afraid to weave things back together. The other thing too that I would challenge you is be aware of who you are, who you present yourself to be and how you dress, right? Like it's going to be very hard for me to stop wearing a backwards hat. That's what I do in almost all of my videos. That's where I do to walk around town. It's kind of my calling card. Do you have a calling card in who you are, how you appear and how you talk? Um, I think Rebecca's got a question for us. <laughs> yeah. Did you have um, any video experience prior to real estate? None. Absolutely none. <laughs> uh, the only thing I had was very fortunately when I went to college, I went to college for PR and communication. Um, so I had a background in understanding messaging. I did not have any tech experience though. Um, and I, I think that's, that's where, that's where a lot of agents fail is before they run out and shoot something, they think that they think it's funny. Like, Hey, I'm an agent. I think this content's funny and other agents are going to find it funny too. The number one question that you need to ask yourself before you create something and run it out in public is, how is the public going to receive this? How is the consumer going to receive this? Does this make me look like an asshole? Um, a lot of times we come off very arrogant with the things that we say and that we do. Uh, people are, oh, already have a very bad negative perceptions of what agents are. I think we're the fifth most untrusted industry. We're pretty up there. What are you putting out there to speak to the common man, the average man, the average Joe, the person that doesn't understand real estate? What are you doing to dub down the content? And I don't say that to be mean, but I'm not a mechanic. I do not know how to turn the, turn the wrench left to right. I am going to assume that 90% of consumers do not understand how to fill out an AOS. And that's how you should approach it. 
and the content you're making, is it selfish or shareable, right? Like is the content, are you making that for you because that's what you really wanted to do? Or are you making something that's actually helping somebody? That's, uh, and that's, I think that's the number one question people should stop and ask. Selfish or shareable, right? What is the consumer going to view this as? I love that. No, I love it. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your, uh, your beautiful state of Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> it's been, it's been around the news a little bit, uh, especially in the, uh, quote unquote, non-essential part. Um, you know, they've, uh, deemed, uh, your state non-essential. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of restricted, uh, realtors and buyers and sellers from buying and selling property or having real estate needs and, and following through with them. You know, what are you doing in order to, I don't know, I want to say combat it, but, you know, to maybe facilitate a uh, business. Are you prospecting? Is there something that uh, you can do in these non-essential states? Sure. Um, it's kind of a balancing act um, because we also, too, just like you guys, school's canceled for the rest of the year. Uh, I have my daughter every Ugh. week. so I got three girls and my wife is like, she's gone nuts. They're like, yeah. She's losing the shit like the rest of us, right? Like. <laughs> the kids are like, <laughs> I, 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 she's, she's an angel for doing this. <laughs> yeah. And it's a balancing act. First and foremost, like if you're a non-essential state right now as an agent, this is a time to double down on your family and your relationship. That is first and foremost. And I'll tell you that certainly I've, I've got to spend a lot more time with my partner, Nicole, and that has been a blessing. Um, and my daughter too, you know, getting to go teach. She and I are taking turns being teacher for the day. And then the other one's kind of trying to prioritize work. Um, in the state of Pennsylvania right now, we are not allowed to show houses. We are not allowed to do any in-person activity. Um, anything currently that was written or generated after 319 is not allowed to settle. Uh, it might be 318. It's right around there. Um, so anything pretty much after the stay-at-home orders in our state, we are not allowed to settle. Uh, anything in transit, we can complete out. Um, for me right now, um, there's a lot of despair, you know, um, we're also a very Republican area too. You have to be very conscious of what area you're in. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it also changes your messaging too. And what opinions you have, um, because I can tell you that a majority of that base does not want to be at home right now, um, nor do they believe they should be at home. Um, so there's some angry, frustrated people, but there's also people who haven't gotten an unemployment check who haven't gotten that extra $600 a month or a week or whatever it is. There's a lot of people that are really freaking broke right now. And for me to say, Hey, let's go spend $200,000. That's, that's a tough message to put out there. Um, a lot of this comes down to your core and your ethos and what you think is right. Right. So personally for me, I do not think it is a great time to sell your house, not in the state of Pennsylvania it might be somewhere else. You know, where I am, it's very small town culture. It's very much, you shake somebody's hand, you know who they are. Same thing. People need to have eyeballs. They need to see what a house is. I probably have 20 different buyers right now that could buy at any moment. Only one of them is willing to do a sight unseen offer. Only one of them. Um, so for me, a lot of it is just about staying positive, creating messaging that isn't salesy, but more, hey, we're in this too. And um, we get it. This is tough. This is a struggle. Uh, one of the slides we put out was uh, real estate can wait. Um I just don't think it's a great time personally in my area to tell a seller, hey, let's put it on the market. We can do a virtual tour. We can get you top dollar. I actually think that's a lie. I I personally think that's a lie to myself uh, because you might get multiple offers. You might get two or three. 
but you're not going to get the 10 offers that you got when people could actually see homes. So I actually think it's better for people to hold off unless you, you know, have an absolute necessity to sell. Buyers, buyers have an opportunity. The people that are willing to take a risk, they have an opportunity to, quote unquote, beat out the seller's market in this short hiatus. Um, you and I both know um, the difference between now and the crash in 2008 is we had three times the inventory. We are still in a seller's market, quote unquote, when this goes back to normal. And you and I both know that loans will eventually, eventually normalize. The rates are still okay. But I, I very much think it's irresponsible in my area to say this is a great time to sell. I think we're very much in hurry up and wait mode. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and, no, I mean, and, and when you look at it, you know, I think the main thing that you, you just indicated is that, you know, you need to have a pulse on your market, but you need to have a pulse of consumer's perception and the area that you're in. Right. So like, yeah. you know, yeah. it, you know, you know, I see a lot of people posting, you know, um, you know, it, to me, it's crazy, right? So, you know, why does one side take one, like, issue that has literally nothing to do with politics? And the other side says, well, if you're going to take that side, I'm going to take this side. So you got Republican Democrats just divided on every single issue. It doesn't matter if someone went into the grocery store or someone went out of the grocery mm -hmm. store. Well, you should go in the grocery store. No, I, you should go out of the grocery It's like it, it, people, people have lost their minds, quite honestly. But... Um, that being said, you got to be very careful of your message. Like you said, if you are in a Republican area or a Democrat area, you have to really uh, um, detail your message so you're not uh, offensive to, to either either people. You know, you don't you don't want. Yeah. And the, the messaging right now is stay safe, stay home. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Um, you know, you shouldn't. However, don't take the stance of we have to go work. We have to go work right now. We're a country of a 50-50 politics. If you're making a hard stance on what it is, people are going to remember. If you're selling hard right now, people are going to remember. If you're breaking the rules right now, people are going to remember. And I think there's a lot of desperation causing people to make poor choices right now in our industry. Um, <laughs> so really, I, yeah. I mean, for, for me, what I've been focusing on in my messaging is just trying to distract people, right? Like right when this all started, I, I put out a... a a pretty, you know, a, a pretty direct straight home message of, hey, I cannot do anything right now. My hands are tied and I don't think you should be doing anything either. But then my two follow up videos were one was literally just me telling my top 10 dad jokes. And the other one was a fake newscast specifically for my small, my small town of 15,000 people. What happened last week? Like somebody's dog got found, like that kind of thing. Nothing had to do with real estate. And I, I think where you can really shine right now, if you're in a similar situation I am, is making sure you're supporting local businesses around you that are still operating, making sure that you're making people smile and making sure that business is not your priority right now in this exact moment. I think that will gain you a lot more than what will gain you right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, you know, it's crazy. I mean, we're fortunate to be de deemed uh, as an essential business. Um, you know, we're continuing. I mean, I'm at, I'm at my office now. So the office is, is open. Um, you know, we have staff and, and, you know, we're practicing social distancing. And, and you know, um, some people feel more comfortable with masks and stuff like that. And we have, a, you know, basically drive through closings that we uh, we put a, uh, a, a canopy out there with a table and chairs that if, you know, you don't feel comfortable coming in, we'll, we'll come out to you. 
you know, we have sanitizer, we, we, you know, you do all the things that are necessary, not for you personally, um, but obviously to protect your staff, but also to protect your consumers and the way they want to receive it. And that kind of goes to the same kind of concept of video. You know, you, you know, it's not, you know, as you said, selfish or shareable, you know, in many, in most cases, it shouldn't be selfish. You know, you know, if you want to do that, you know, you go to TikTok, you know, and you'll see yourself dancing and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you'll think it's funny and maybe people will, maybe people won't. But uh, most of the stuff should be designed for shareable. Yeah, I, and, and I agree. And platforms like TikTok, Snapchat, those are great platforms to get yourself used to video because, you know, that's typically just your friends, those kind of things. Don't be afraid to use those platforms for that. If you're going to go all out on like a TikTok or a Snapchat, make sure you're creating content that can be multi-platform, meaning that if you're putting a lot of effort into those platforms, make sure it's something you can download and also put on Instagram or Facebook and those kind of things. Make sure you're using, utilizing it fully. Um, we can be silly, but you also have to have a balance too of adding value. So don't don't lose sight of that. I got just two, two kind of quick last questions. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I know you're, uh, um, you know, I appreciate your time and, and you know, and your generosity of your time. So, you know, one of the things you have three people, right, um, as kind of co-founders of small town agents. Are you partners? Like, are you equal partners or you take your own things or is it just equal? And because, you know, a lot. And the reason why I'm asking you is agents are very similar in, um, you know, looking for, you know, I think teams you know, kind of have the concept of you have a team leader and then you have people under you, like you somehow have less worth than someone above you. Right. So I think a lot of times people are starting to morph in, Hey, I have an idea. Why don't we collaborate together and work this idea together? So that's the whole reason why I'm asking the question. Sure. Uh, we're, we totally flip the model upside down. Um, so Small Town Agents is our media company, our LLC. We hang our license under EXP. And, you know, we, the three of us, being Nicole and Jim and I, we all have an equal voice. All three of us have ownership in the company, and we share everything that gets generated um, according to what we have, right? Um, we have a rule two of three. If, we, if two of us feel one way, that's the way we're going. Uh, we all treat each other as equals. Uh, one of the best things we did because all three of us were agents, we all have our license before we all came together and created what this was, is a lot of times us as agents, it's very hard to give up control of certain lanes, certain areas. So what we did is we created every aspect we could think of, of a transaction or marketing or lead generation, those kind of things. And we put each tax down. It could be negotiating, it could be pricing. And then we put a one, two, or three next to that person's name. If it was a one, that meant that was that person's lane. Number two was backup. Number three was the last person to touch it. Like I should be the last person filing paperwork. All three of us have different parts of the transaction that we handle. Like Jim, he is our backend support. He will file, cross the T's, do all of that stuff. He makes sure we're organized, ready to go. Because that allows me to go focus on the thing that I'm best at. And that's hunting and killing and bringing new leads and getting new contracts and those kind of things. We are all partners, we are all equal. And that is the hardest part about real estate is, man, I can tie my wagon next to somebody else and have faith that they're gonna do it. Um, but that lane chart and creating that, I think we have 85 different tasks on there. It makes an established document of if somebody's infringing on somebody else's toes, you go, hey, I'm number one, 
And that's it. You just got to respect it because all three of us signed it. All three of us agreed to it. And that's really created harmony uh, in, in a lot of things, you know, and that's that's the other thing, too, is like simple stuff like if I can't show a house, then it's Nicole next. If Nicole can't do it, then it's Jim. And it's just about having that commonality. And, and I'll tell you, you know, if you're a solo agent right now and you can find a relationship like that, go for it. Because I have things back in my life that I didn't have before, like a vacation where I could actually, you know, not have to be super worried about my phone going off because we have a group line that rings all three of us. Jim knows if we're on vacation for three or four days, he's holding down the fort and vice versa. If he goes away, that is the peace of mind. I could never have without having partners that I trusted and I believed in. So yeah, I, lo I love it. I mean, it's, it, it's difficult to find those kind of relationships where, you know, everyone is equal and everyone finds their, you know, they're, I don't know, they're, they're laying as you put it. So that, yeah, well, good stuff. really important too is it creates buy-in, right? Like if we all have an interest in the company, do you think we're going to work a little harder to work out our issues than just run away and cut ties, like leaving a brokerage? It forces us to actually have to reconcile issues that we're dealing with instead of just running away. A typical agent is like, I'm done with this broker. I'm going to go find a new one. Whereas the three of us, we're, we're in a, a business marriage. You know, we got to sit down and hash out over tacos or whatever we choose to do. And that, you know, creating that kind of like sibling relationship or family relationship forces greatness because you're forced to sharpen each other because you're going to have dissenting opinions and you're going to have different views. You know, one of, one of, the, one of the arguments we're having right now is what is new real estate look like and what standard practices are we going to put into place? We've started tooling out that list, which if you're non-essential right now, even if you're essential, you should put together a standard practice of how you're going to start viewing homes. What is the standard practice while we have this going on or for the future? You should have a video of how you're going to handle showings when you take on new clients and send that to your clients. You should have a video for sellers about how showings are going to go when you move forward out of this. You should come out of this guns a-blazing with practices that people want to see because I'll tell you that probably 80% of the population is going to want to know that there's a change in how things are done, even if it's very minute. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, so last question as I uh, um, we wrap up. What do we not know about Colin Cameron that you care to share? What do you not know? I, I really do put out, I would say I'll put out 90% of my life out there. Uh, the parts that you don't know about me, I love to go disc golfing. Um, as odd as that is, uh, I've uh, really, I like helping people. That's one of my true callings. Um, which that's part of the reason we created RATV is just to have a centric area to help people and agents that want to get started in video or lenders, whoever it is. Um, I think there's a real lack in this industry of camaraderie. Um, I think there's a very scared mentality from 90% of the population of agents that, hey, if I give out my little secret, somebody else is going to get ahead. I'm going to tell you guys, very few of us are <laughs> actually ahead. Uh, we all have strengths in different areas. And if we as a community are sharing our individual strengths, we as a community are going to get stronger. Um, so I would really encourage you guys, especially during these times, whatever knowledge you have that you think gives you an edge, share it with people, man, because you're going to get in return and share without fear because it's going to come back to you. You know, you're going to be in situations where you're going to, you're going to have breakfast with a broker. You get to feel good. You know, there's, there's a lot more in this life than being rewarded with money. Um, helping, yeah. dude, helping people, man, 
it's it's an equitable exchange because there's always something that's going to come back around for you. So share some good karma, let it come back to you, and grow your business and grow somebody else's. Love it, man. Um, and and collaboration, camaraderie. You know, I I very much appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, this is our second virtual one because we're usually hugging and whatever, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but uh, we we certainly appreciate. I think in summary, we get. You know, uh, we'll just talk about the value, right? So the value is video. Uh, be mm -hmm. yourself. Um, make sure that, you know, uh, you share, um, you know, share maybe some of your expertise. Maybe you can be helped, you know, by some feedback uh, and, and have an outline or bullet points, uh, an idea of what you're doing when you're going into the video. And don't worry about actually the equipment and the type of stuff. Make sure you have a tripod. But other than that, you really just just get out there and do it and, and, and do your thing and, and you'll be uh, you know better off for it. If it's 80% together, run it, you know, so, because you put the time into it and don't don't question yourself. However, if you do think it's a hot topic, make sure you pulse check yourself with a friend. <laughs> 100%. So, Colin, thanks so much for coming on Breakfast with the Broker. We appreciate it. Listen, next Tuesday, we have Bob Tompkins also talking about video. Um, he could sing better than Colin, uh, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> he certainly he's talking certainly about can. Old Town Road and all of that. <laughs> he could probably drink a beer faster than me, too. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> We may even shotgun a beer on, on here. No, you should do that at I 9 in the morning. Definitely good practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, so, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, Colin. Take care, guys. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Thanks a lot, and be safe out there, and we'll speak to you soon.